Hello and welcome to the Horror House Podcast. I'm Dave. And I am Chris. We're two dudes that talk about horror movies every week. This week we are talking about a, a little Ari Aster movie from a couple years ago now. Uh, there is some... How do I say this? There, there's a not a solid understanding of how to pronounce this. I've read I think it so many different ways. <laughs> it's clearly midsummer. Mid summer. Mid midsummer. Listen, however you want to pronounce it. That's that's what we're talking about today. It is definitely not midsummer. There's not a summer. It's somar. So it's I. I think it's midsummer. Mid Somar, I'm gonna stick with that, Chris. I in some manner I'm there with you. We'll see where we end up. Uh if you have uh preference, let us know. Um but for now, anything uh we want to talk about before we get into the the nitty gritty? Uh no, it's great to be here for season five, Chris. Ready for another year. a uh, little bit of a format change. Tighten up these episodes a little bit. And yeah. uh, try try to keep it moving for you. So, so let us know good what you talk. think. We'll see everybody next week. Uh, yeah. It's good show. Good show, Dave. Midsummer or Midsummer? <laughs> yes, it's one of those. Bye. <laughs> what an episode! Classic. It's yeah. a classic. Uh, that said, let's let's do everybody's favorite thing. Hit an ad. Come back, and we'll be talking about Midsummer. Midsummer. All right, Chris, we're going to jump right into this puppy. Um, I think you and I had similar opinions, uh, maybe not popular opinions about Midsommar when this uh, when we first watched this um, movie. We did. We did a mini My... episode, kind of a mini episode in one of the older episodes. Mm-hmm. We talked about it at the beginning of the show and probably plopped in some spoilers. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and but, spoiler alert if you haven't watched this yet, but come on, get with the program. Yeah, what are you doing with your life? Yeah. Um, I, my first impression of this movie was, um, how do you say it, boredom? I didn't like accurate, it. it. Accurate, accurate. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. But I've brought this up several times uh, when we've talked, and I've kind of, I've, I've watched it a few times now. Um and it's grown on me as I uh six or eight. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I have turned this on may and sometimes maybe not getting all the way through. I've turned this on several times as uh my put me to sleep movie. And um just There's a joke I, there, but I, I shan't go in those grounds yeah, just yeah. yet. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, don't don't uh don't Put me to sleep at the vet's office to this movie. That would be uh, the cinema classic, classic masterpiece. Maybe the greatest movie ever filmed. Um, Showgirls is the one I want to die to. Um, but um, this movie has really grown on me. I've I've, I've kind of looked at the layers. I've I've kind of looked. I've at first glance, this is the anti-hereditary because hereditary is dark and foreboding and it's it's cl- more of a classic horror and a classic cult and Midsommar really does even though there's a lot to contrast there's a lot of comparison here too um okay. it it really works well in tandem 
um, this is the yin and yang with Midsommar, with um, Hereditary, and, yeah. and I, I've come around. I, I think it's great. Chris, has your um, opinion of it changed? Did you watch it again? I did watch it. I watched it one more time, so that makes two <laughs> okay. for me. But what you were just saying, uh, how they are kind of companions in a way, I was reading an article uh, with Ari Aster. Um, Nerd. Who was saying the same kind of thing, what you said. Like, he didn't even realize. I think he said he wrote this even before Hereditary. Like, it was a few years old okay. when it came time to do this. And he didn't realize how much it had in common with Hereditary until mm -hmm. they were making it or had made it. And, yeah. So, uh, I, think you're, I think you're on the level. I... I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see where the conversation okay. takes us tonight. Okay. Um, I the foreboding, and I've I've read before online people talking about this foreboding and this dread that they felt in this movie, almost essentially from Jump Street, and it never left them. Even you know in these bright, you know sunny and colorful mm -hmm. shots, uh, they were always feeling that. I can't say that I ever did I actually can't I can't agree with them here I mean I did I don't feel this I, yeah. foreboding um I narrowed it but, down though you know what I think it is what's that I think it's uh people that haven't been around they've not driven roads near where Amish people lived and seen them out in their horse-drawn carriages and stuff it They're, is kind of weird it you see one. and uh, yeah because like when I watch it's, it's that's that is a joke but it's kind of not you know, watching this and they're in their group and stuff, the cult, and it's like, this vaguely reminds me of that in a way. And, uh, you know, I don't think the Amish are making their elders jump to their deaths or anything, but uh, there, there may be some similar parallels. But, I, you know, we're kind of used to seeing these people that are displaced by time or whatever. It's mm -hmm. So maybe... The, uh, I don't know. I thought it was funny it, at first, but there is kind of some weird, maybe truth to that. I I think it's always weird when I see an Amish in the wild, and especially um, when um, we were down at um, Harlan and Larry's, and uh, the Amish dude come down the road, and uh, like, ah, uh, uh, it was just weird. I was like, oh my god, you guys live that close to the Amish people? That's kind of my okay. yeah. I, my two cousins live. Right down the road from a, like what? What is a group of Amish called? Well, anyways, um, a flock? Is it a, a flock? A flock? A a oh, get down, kids! It's a flock of the Amish. <laughs> uh, but it's, I mean, these communities are, exist in real life. Um, maybe not to the degree of Midsummer, but I mean, you know, it's not something that felt completely outside mm -hmm. of the realm for me. Um, which maybe some of that weird feeling that people experiences from that um it is trippy like i mean they take the mushroom tea and they yeah. trip out and like the hand the grass grows through her hand and the tree is like flowing and um breathing one of, one of my favorite so, like horror moments is is there when she starts to feel that kind of like isolation or whatever and starts to walk away and sees the people that she think is thinks are laughing at her. <laughs> and then she runs away into the like little shed or whatever it is. And she sees like this weird face in the mirror 
and then her face distorts and she's like fuck everything and runs out and that was like kind of a classic one of the few like classic-y kind of horror moments in it and by the way mushroom tea i would choose death first that sounds absolutely terrible to me <laughs> I, I I I don't know. I even made a note of I that mean, in my notes. Mushroom tea? No, thank you. Not, I am not definitely not going to trip mushroom tea if I'm an emotional wreck yeah. over the the murder suicide that my sister committed to my parents, and am still getting no support from my supposed emotional partner. Yeah, I I watched it thinking, okay, I'm I'm going to give um. Uh, uh, never smoked weed, Seth Rogen, a chance <laughs> and see just like, are, are we being too hard on him? Because, you know, is it his duty to carry her emotional baggage? Right. But, you know, if he's he's kind of in this shit or get off the pot stage and he never gets yeah. off of it, and exactly. really, I, I, I wanted to, I wanted to. Um, defend you, Seth Rogen, after taking a shower. <laughs> and I couldn't. I mean, the only thing I can say yeah, is, like, the yeah. one part. They're like, how long have you been together? He's like, I don't know, over three and a half years. She's like, four. Four next week. He's not that far off. I mean, come on. <laughs> I honestly, people ask me how long Stella and I, and I can tell you the date of our wedding. But then people are like, how long have you been married? And I have to like take off shoes and count. I that's, don't know. And we've I, been together I, a long time. That's math work, dude. Like, yeah. And if Stella's off. listening to this, if Stella's listening to this, I don't know because every day seems like we're on a honeymoon. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, but yeah. So Danny's trauma. It's it's a lot. Uh, of her like she talks to people and she tries to be friendly and mm -hmm. and all that and she doesn't bring it up every time it's brought up it's by somebody else and then she has to run away and escape it every time that it seems that that ha happens and well she's when, never dealt with her grief she's never had faced it yeah and when it gets the uh, jump in the movie when it gets to the to the elderly people jumping off the cliff. Uh, I thought that was interesting because it's the first time so far in the movie where she doesn't run away from like this traumatic thing. And she kind of has to see the death like up close and mm -hmm. experience it. And you can see some kind of a change in her demeanor as this is happening. Um, what that means. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Can we talk about the leap? I mean, the woman goes and she, she dives. And the dude gets fancy and suffers for it. Man, just just go face first into that rock. You know, just... <laughs> uh, I'm not trying to get fancy and break both my legs and jam my hip bone into my chest cavity and then have to be, you know, hammer-broed by my family. I, I, <laughs> dude, try to get fancy with it. I mean, if you're going to go out, make it memorable, I guess. It, He's like, this I, is my shot. He could have at least like flip, do a flip. I'm surprised somebody in the crowd didn't be like, do a flip. 
Um, or just dive off and then take the relaxed pose and just all the way down, just smiling at the crowd and relaxed posing. Uh, something epic, man. Dude, I would, I would, uh, earmuffs, kids, dick out, piss, middle finger, and then go. Cause fuck them. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they would even care if you hung full dog because the movie doesn't care if you hang full dog. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, like, fuck yeah, all so. of you. I'm, I'm, I'm out. My goal, my goal in that moment is, look, it's 90 years before they do this again. And I want 90 years from now, I want, you know, some poor schmuck that's not even born yet now. I want him feeling the pressure like, huh, 90 years ago, man, I remember when uh, my daddy used to tell me how Dave went and he went in style, man. You better do something. Uh, and I might. What if you filled your cheeks with glitter and then went head first? And oh. when your head explodes, the glitter just. Poof. How I, epic would that be? That's a real, like, rip torn kind of thing. Yeah, I'm going for it. I'm going yeah. for it. They'd be like, did you see that one guy pissing and flipping the bird? But did you see that other guy with the glitter explosion? I don't know. Yes. <laughs> I want to make it so epic that afterwards everyone's like, maybe we should not wait 90 years for the next at a step oh, Maybe we should need to you know, do this can again. We, this was fun. This was great. Maybe we need some hors d'oeuvres. There's like some beverages out here. Um, but so with that, can I get uh, some period tea? Uh, uh, maybe. Oh, man. I don't know. Mushroom and that? No, thanks. So the religion, the religious cult, their customs, uh, it you know, we start to see unfold. And it's, I think, intriguing because they explain a lot of the things like don't do this. You can do this, but don't be, don't do that. And as things go, and it, a lot of it is these assholes like disrupting their traditions and breaking rules that they shouldn't yeah. be breaking. And, and then they're dead, which <laughs> I mean, religion is fucking weird. So uh, who, who are we? Can we really say, you know, oh, well, you're wrong. Um, in that regard, so it's what a silly religion," he said as he turned a piece of bread and a shot glass full of <laughs> wine into the body and blood of their savior and ate it. Yeah, I mean, if who's you the say, judge? I mean, uh... yeah, if you say one is wrong, why can't you? I mean, you gotta say several are, if not all of them. So I mean, it's it's every religion has their weird shit. Um, and then, uh, anything else you want to talk about kind of, uh, on the, I mean, should we even call them a cult? Are they, a, I mean, I guess they are a cult. I, I think so. So I, I held back, but while we were looking at the IMDB trivia, there was one trivia that I did find interesting. And, um, it was about the food. So um, I'm and so I'm going to have to watch this again. The, the trivia muffin? on I, according to IMDb said, pay close attention to the meal scene, with the one exception of Christian taking a bite out of his own meat pie. 
uh, we never see the natives actually eat anything. Their forks are always vacant, and only the very tips of the ends of the forks go to their mouths. But they seem to choose something. In addition to the meals, also pay attention to the food being served. Almost all of it is rotten or rot-ed, the meat in particular. Oh, so I think I've seen something about that, yeah. It, as soon as I read that, and I, I read this right before the show today, it got me thinking. In conjunction with this, what if they aren't eating because they don't need to eat? Because the ritual works. Uh-huh. They are fed by the sun. I, 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 you know, it's just a, just a, a thing I put out there. I mean, that's pretty scary in and of itself. It's like, yeah, religion. And, you know, this cult. Bullshit, right? But what if it's not? That's fucked up. <laughs> it yeah. really is. I mean, and then now compare that to Hereditary. That cult successfully brought back yeah. Payman, put him into the body of uh, a young lad, but also Payman is in there with the soul of his sister, weirdo. Um, That's I, something I, that I wish was in this. I wish there was a payment payment connection in Midsommar. That would have been cool. Or, it, just, I, it didn't even have to just a mention of payment would have been. I I feel like sufficient to my for my intrigue. <laughs> I did make a sketch of the um, little runic symbol on the inside of the bathroom door right be- before the uh, redheaded devil comes out and picks uh, Christian as the fool comes out and kicks him. You know. But before she does that, she stands in the bathroom. She fixes her hair. She gives the old, <gasps> what, however they breathe. Mm-hmm. And then she walks out. And on the bathroom door is a car- runic carving. And it's not the same. It is not the same. I, I look. But it is very similar to the runic carving from Hereditary that's like on the telephone pole and on Grandma's necklace. Uh-huh. Um, so, I mean, just feels like another kind of parallel. Yeah. Um. And, you know, maybe uh, Ari is telling us that, you know, not that all religions are bullshit, but all religions are real. <laughs> Don't like that. So. <laughs> uh, um, so, on, still on the topic of religion, uh, we get into the, really the indoctrinization. Indro- indo- say the word for me. Indoc- indoctrination. Indoctrination. Of Danny, uh, and you know she clearly doesn't approve of a lot of the things going on initially, but eventually, like her trauma and and, and brokenness, right, like kind of uh, take her and just consume her. And then the guess what? The religious cult's there to swallow her up, and you know it's like, hey, we know you're broken and vulnerable, and like looking for some kind of solace and stuff well come come into the church we'll help you we'll help you does that sound familiar sounds pretty familiar yeah i mean so they don't say that with so many words did she get rejected by the christianity if if christianity is represented or by christian did she get rejected did she did that religion feel leave her feeling empty did it not Heal her wounds. I would say that's very unchristian of Christianity, but I I would say there are a lot of Christian churches that don't really follow the stuff. Oh, Jesus? Yeah. Oh yeah. Jesus seems like a cool dude, man. He's like, no, man. 
feed hungry people, give houses and shit to the poor people, and don't be a dick. Like Jesus had three rules. Yeah. But so that's a good that's a good point. I didn't even think about the guy being named Christian and that being any kind of parallel to that, but that's a good point. That is a good point. Um Oh, I completely glossed over it earlier, but you mentioned, you know, uh, the the kind of tripping out scene, the, the mushroom tea scene. I read uh, somebody's review on, I don't know if it was on Google or where it was, but they <laughs> recommended viewing this movie while on a little bit of something. You know what I mean? I, um, I, I, I would probably freak the fuck out. I'm sure there are movies that are made for that kind of thing and movies that have been retroactively kind of made for the thing. Um, but, oh God, I don't know that this would... I, uh, just, I don't know. I never went down I that would, road, but I... Thoughts, I opinions? I would breathe the fuck out, man. It would not... It would fuck me up. I, this is not a good trip movie. I don't think it would be. No, like, I've tr- I tripped watching Pink Floyd The Wall. I've tripped watching... You know, listening to Megadeth and watching uh, Denise Austin's uh, beachfront workout, which is amazing because it looks like she's dancing to Megadeth. <laughs> um, but, but no, no, I, this is not a feel good movie, man. I mean, it's bright and colorful, and I struggled to make a connection. I'm sure it's there somewhere. Even at the start, the start is dark. The start of this movie, yeah, yeah. color palette wise, fits with Hereditary, except yeah, it does. Yeah, her sister is wearing like an orange, so it like stands out even in the dark palette. It stands out the orange shirt her sister wears, and she dresses up mom and dad with colorful and positions them pretty and puts flowers up, and it's almost like her own death ritual. So, but yeah. it's super realistic and super scary when you first see Sis and her eyes bulged out and she's puked, but she's got the thing yeah, taped yeah. to her fucking face still. I kind of had forgot that that was the case. I I thought, I remember her sister being dead, but I didn't remember the thing about the parents also dying. And I was like, shit, I thought it was just her sister, but you know, anyways, um, Let's talk about this ending, because, so, let me read this to you. So, I googled Midsommar earlier today, and I was was just looking around, and you know, like, the little question fields that pop up? It's like, uh, I don't know, is Pedro Pascal handsome? And you click on it, and it's like, of course. And here, one of the things that popped up was, what's the point of Midsommar? And digitalspy.com says Midsommar is essentially, okay, now bear with me, is essentially a two and a half hour study of one woman's emotional journey towards emancipation from a toxic relationship. The film has a happy ending, more or less. That is their blurb. For who? <laughs> I, okay, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry, what? I feel like, okay, I mean, you're kind of on the kind of on the path, I guess, with the, with her emotional stuff. Uh, but I mean, God, that's just, it feels like they're not seeing the forest from the trees or something. Like it's what a weird thing. And the happy ending. 
Dave, thoughts on this blurb? I, I see where they're coming from, but that's like, that's like looking at a beautiful tapestry and telling me what one of the threads looks like. Because that's <laughs> one story, but it's because it's it's true. Um, I, I don't want to call it an emancipation of a because it's a toxic relationship, but it feels like it's a toxic relationship to both. Like Mark, I think, or Christian, I think Christian honestly would tell you that he feels emotionally manipulated to stay in this. Um, maybe it's because he's such a he, he's a fucker. You know, at, is he a good boyfriend? Just yes or no questions, real quick. I'm going. I'm going to rapid fire you, Chris. No. Is he a good boyfriend? No. Is he a good friend to her he or to the assholes? To his the rest of his merry band of assholes, he steals one dude's oh, like. Yeah, 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 oh, right. that's what your no. thesis is. My thesis too. <laughs> and then as soon as that dude disappears, he's like throws him under the bus. Like, oh, I don't know that dude. I don't collaborate with him. That is true. I, I mean, agree with that. Yeah. He. Oh. Even long before he falls under the love spell, he's cheating on the on um, Danny. Yeah, he's... when they're when they're when they're sitting there and she comes out and kicks him, they're, they're playing a game called Skin the Fool, and he's like, "Can anybody play?" And Pelly is an asshole too because he's setting it up. He's like, "Yeah, go play." And then he grabs Danny first chance. He's like, "He's an asshole, Danny." Do you feel held? Does he feel like home to you? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's putting a move on his friend's girl. Oh, I think I think that goes into the into the cult trying to bring in Danny. They're like, yeah, oh yeah, driving that wedge deeper and deeper with that. And um, so the tapestry at the start. Can I talk about the tapestry for a minute? Yeah. It tells the story of the movie. Is that a tapestry in the village? Like, did the gods plan this whole thing for Danny? To be pulled to the village to to is this all under their purview? Did we ever see it again? I don't think we saw that one. We see the tapestries used because there's the one where, which is, I mean, frankly, it's a graphic children's drawing of a vagina bleeding into a cup and being trimmed to make hair pie. Um. Uh, I was never doodled as a child. I mean, <laughs> was I the only one drawing that? Just me? Yeah, I never drew a vagina that um, <laughs> um, in, in that manner when I was a child. No, I I feel like it, that's a thing that we. I mean, Nightbreed had that, so I'm not too moved one way or the other about it. Like if it's if it's just something that showed at the beginning. I don't know. I whenever that kind of thing pops up, I'm just like, like even if it is like a plot point at some point, like it was a Nightbreed. I'm a lot of the times I'm just like, eh, no, this ain't for me. <laughs> like, why do we? Why, why does this need to be a thing? Like the prophecy. I, eh. Why did there need to be like thirteen of them? Of the, uh, sidetracking to the prophecy real quick, but anyway, I. The Prophecy movies. Oh. 
Were there? I, I don't know that I ever even I watched a single one. <laughs> there, I watched the first one, and then there were they turned them out so quick, and they started immediately like direct to video. I was like, okay, yeah. now I'm out. I I remember when they came out, but I did not watch any of them. So let's get to this this ending. The happy ending. DigitalSpy.com refers to it as. Uh, and I've seen, I, I read through some discussions uh, online, and it kind of goes back and forth. Some people do think that it was a happy ending. Like Danny's smiling, her her toxic boyfriend's dead, burned alive, um, and she's got a home with the weird uh, with the weird cult now. Um, so happy for the cult. They get their I, magic. They get their sacrifice. Yeah. Uh, I do. I do not see this as a win. I do not see this as a happy ending. I mean, it could be a happy ending for Danny. I mean, she. I feel like she's got kind of gaslit into being a part of these people, and now she's stuck in this weird cult in a foreign country. And her air quotes friends, even though all of them, everyone was an asshole, <laughs> are dead now, murdered by the cult that she is now. Uh, indoctrinated into, and she's she's drugged, and you know all this trauma and stuff. Without is... the drugs, she wouldn't be able to speak sp- Swedish, and now she does. Oh, that's true. It was a happy ending. Yeah, and <laughs> she misses emotional connection, like from the very start, even before the deaths have occurred. Just something suspicious going on. Christian is wishy washy about everything, and. She wants to say, hey, I need you, but she doesn't have the gumption to say that. Instead, she says, are we hanging out tonight? Oh, I, I thought I was going to, you know, actually have fun. Oh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> he doesn't connect her. Like, he stops in, you sleep, I'm going to the party, hoping she wasn't going to go. He invites her to the trip, hoping she wasn't going to go. Um, You know, he he's... Yeah. She's looking for connection. She's starved for connection, and she finds it. Now, could she have maybe wooed Pele away from the cult into the cult of Danny's vagina? <laughs> it's possible. It's possible if she really had put the effort in. It's possible because uh, I am a fan of Florence Pugh. So, how could you not be? How could you not be? Right. Um, but any, no AT and T girl. But well, any final words uh, on Midsummer? Um, the more I have watched it, the more I like it. So I'm really, uh, I I think that even carried through to the watch for the episode to uh, and usually like I'm try I'm very. If if I'm into it, where I'm pausing and taking notes and drawing sketches based on things in the movie, <laughs> if you're drawing sketches, then, it's real. <laughs> then it's very, um, but it's very. It becomes very clinical and less about the enjoyment of the movie. But like I I did very much enjoy the stuff I dug into, and I, I may continue to dig. This may I may do my thesis on um, Midsummer. Okay. Okay. All right. So that said, we're going to hit another ad and then we're going to come back, give you our overall ratings. We're not reviewers, but we got ratings. 
give them to you, and then uh, we'll be out for the week. So we'll be right back. This was your pick. You're big on this. I'll go first, and then you raise us back up. <laughs> okay. Okay. So for me, I have had a very fluctuating rating with this, okay. starting out as high as 5.5 and going oh. as low as a 4. Oh, my. Okay. Uh, the ending really drug on for me, uh, and it lost a point and a half during this. I'm like, get to the goddamn point, please. And so that really that really hurt me. But discussing it tonight, I've brought it back up. Happy medium, five out of ten. Okay. Um, I don't love this movie. I didn't Clearly. get a whole lot extra from it uh, in this viewing. Um, but I, I can I can respect that other people do. Um, but uh, simply, uh, there's moments, there's some horror moments, but overall, I just don't have the horror I need. I don't have the, it don't, it, it, it's almost, it's borderline art or borderline, like this weird dramatic thing. It, it is, it is, it is. Um, the horror but, of grief, the horror of yeah. longing. Uh, so. Yeah, but that's, yeah, I, I'm sitting at five out of 10. I'd watch it again, but I, Ain't gonna like try to. <laughs> now raise this back up with with your opinion. I will absolutely do that. So I probably would have been about a five after the first viewing. I was I was very cold on it, uh, or very neutral. Mm. I'll say I'll be, I was very neutral on it. Yeah. But as I've started to peel back layers, as I've watched it a few times and noticed some different things and noticed just more and really look at the layers as I peeled back that onion. I I like it a little bit more, a little bit more. I'm all the way up to an eight. Your score of five in the past when I've predicted what you were going to score, I'm usually uh, pretty close. I was not, not very close. I thought you would be at six and a half. Really? So um five's not incredibly low to that. And five is a is a you know that's a C score. That's a, that's okay. Yeah, I that's mean okay. uh, there there is yeah. way worse, way worse movies. There are um, there are going to gonna be a lot of uh, movies that were a lot higher on this year, and uh, I don't know. Eight's pretty pretty high, man. Eight's pretty high. And you know what? We need an intern. We need the intern to uh, do the do the average of our all the scores that we've given movies. Uh, in the horror house, just so we can look back and see what what the overall uh, combined score would be. I ain't so, doing that. Somebody can. <laughs> okay, so our average for, for, for this three. movie is six and a half. I which really is what my prediction for you would have been. <laughs> so that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. It is. Sorry, Ari. The world is made up of all kinds of people, Chris. And that's okay. This is true. This is true. Um, uh, if you want to uh, hit us up on the socials and let Chris know how wrong he is, I, uh, I apologize. Hit us up on Twitter at <laughs> Sweetness One with Six E's or at Horror House Two because Chris's score should have been at least two higher. <laughs> you can email us horrorhousepodcast at gmail.com or go to the Horror House page on Facebook. Uh, you can leave us a voicemail and. We're going to play it on the air. Have fun. 
cuss, scream, yell, tell us how handsome we sound or how uh, we're big fat idiots. Um, and you can do that at anchor.fm forward slash horror house. And finally, uh, rate us, rate us wherever you're listening, whatever platform it is. They're all, we, we love ratings, man. Give us, give us a rating. Nom, 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 nom. I eat them up. Nom, 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 nom. He does. You can't get enough of them. This guy. Mm. <laughs> and f- it sustains me. Share us with anybody, you know, that likes, that likes the horror, likes to hear people talking about the horror. Um, we got a we got a big season planned, uh, so stick around. We got some big movies, some big horror topics. Because you know us, we can't just do the movies. We gotta spread our wings and fly, and those will be coming very soon. We got a lot of good stuff for you this season, and we want your feedback. Hit us up. Let us know which direction to go. And with that, we will talk to everybody next week. We're out. Bye.